Welcome to the Trinity Western University Chapel podcast. It is our prayer that these chapel talks would bless your heart and they would draw you closer to our Lord. We offer them to the glory of God and for the good of the world. Well, good morning. Um, It is such a privilege to be able to share with you today. And as I was preparing for what I would speak about, I realized that most of the time I show up in a professional setting like this, I mentally check my personal life at the door because as you know, therapists typically don't share anything from their personal lives. But today is gonna be a little bit different. I wanna share an experience I had this past summer that really impacted me and it impacted my faith. It allowed me to experience God's faithfulness and his provision in ways I've never experienced before. So it was a Friday afternoon in late August, and my husband John and I had decided to take our sea to Pitt River. And we'd never been there before, but we'd heard how beautiful it was, and we thought it would be a great way to spend a warm summer afternoon. So we put the sea in the water at the Pitt Lake boat launch. We traveled across the lake and into the river. And we were instantly amazed at the beautiful green water, and we're enjoying the warm, fresh summer air, and really enjoying the seclusion that being upriver provided. It was um, the first time in a long time that it was just me, John, and nature. So we decided to stop for a picnic lunch on a beach, and um, you can see a picture of me there on the beach. That's the sea behind me. Um, and we were wearing life jackets when we were riding the sea just to clarify. So after lunch, we decided that we would carry on a little bit further and do a bit more exploring. And as we did that, we were, we were really struck by how eroded the riverbanks were. Um, and we noticed a lot of big trees that had fallen and were lodged in the river's bed, which was carnage from the previous fall's atmospheric river. And as we carried on, um, we also started to notice that it was getting really shallow in parts. So we decided to turn around. And once we turned around, um, we were immediately noticing it got quite difficult to, to control the sea as the, the water was rushing pretty fast. And before we knew it, we had taken the wrong path, it was really shallow, and we sucked rocks up into the impeller. Now, for those of you who don't have experience with this type of vessel, that means you instantly lose power. And it means you also lose the ability to steer which was a big problem because we were still a really long way from where we needed to go. So our first plan was to try and get to the river's edge where we would hopefully be able to get the rocks out of the impeller and restart the motor. But that wasn't gonna happen, the current was just too strong. So our next plan was to let the current take us down river in hopes that we could get far enough down to where we had seen these two fishermen fly fishing. And that seemed to be working at first, but then we started to notice that the troughs by our feet were filling with water. So John handed me this small bailing bucket that we keep on the sea and I started to bail the water out. And um, he was navigating as best he could, but without an ability to steer, we quickly found ourselves sucked up against this log jam. Now, this is what a log jam looks like. It's not the exact log jam that we were at, but it gives you an idea. And we were trapped in this eddy. Now, an eddy occurs when an object, in this case a tree, interrupts the regular flow of the river current. And the current of an eddy is flowing in the opposite direction than the current in the river. And this creates dangerous turbulence. So 
John was trying to push us away from the log to try to get us back into the river current, trying to bail the water out. But that, we, it was no match for that turbulence. And the turbulence ended up flipping us. And we had a capsized sea dew. We were plunged into the water, freezing cold because it's glacier fed. As we're clinging on to the sea dew so we don't get swept downstream, I started saying on repeat, I'm so scared, I'm so scared. Uh, because my training as a therapist has taught me how important it is to express your feelings. <laughs> Poor John. His training as a firefighter also kicked in, and he started to reassure me, we're going to be okay, we're going to be okay. He later told me that he actually didn't believe those words. But he also came up with a plan, and we knew we needed to get out of the water. So we got up onto the sea dew and then up onto the log. And so there we were. We were safe for now. We were on this log, but we really had no idea what to do next. And so I started to pray. But at first, my mind went blank. I actually couldn't find the words to pray. And I realized that most of the time when I go to God with a problem, I'm also presenting a solution. And in this case, I had no idea what we needed. I, I didn't know how we could get out of this situation. So all I could think to pray was, Lord, please provide a solution. Please provide a solution. You know the idea of getting to the end of yourself where you realize that you actually have no control over what's happening and you really have no idea what to do next? I think this is what it feels like. We were up on this log above this raging river that would think nothing of swallowing us up. We had no way of contacting anybody. Nobody knew where we were and we were gripped by fear. It was at this point that John stood up and he looked down the river and he saw those two fishermen that we were trying to get to. They actually weren't that far away. So he started waving his arms um, in hopes that they would see him, and they did. We saw them get in their boat and come over to where we were, but the current was too strong for them to rescue us. But they were really experienced on the water, so they came up with a plan for us. They instructed us to walk across the log that we were on over to the river bank opposite from where they were standing. And we were to climb up into the wooded area above, walk through the woods far enough downriver to where it was safe for them to meet us. Now, I knew there was no way that I could stand up because my legs were shaking so badly. So I stayed seated and I started to scoot along that log. And in an attempt to calm the fear that was inside of me, I started to say in my mind, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me beside the still waters. And I just paused in that moment and just took that in. God knew what I needed. Still waters sounded so amazing at this point as I looked down at the raging water beneath me. And I really felt God's sense of telling me that he sees me and that he's with me. And so we carried on. We got to the end of the log and we made it up into that wooded area, which was actually no small feat because as I mentioned before, those riverbanks were really eroded and they were really steep. But we made it, um, we started to walk barefoot through this densely wooded area. There's no path. We really didn't know where we were going or how far we needed to go. But um, when we were about halfway, one of the fishermen came and met us, and he brought us each a pair of shoes. And so we put those on, and he led us back to the boat. And that began the rest of our journey back, which involved several other strangers who came along and helped us get back to 
where our truck was parked and our son met us with a spare set of keys because everything we'd brought with us that day was lost on the Sea-Doo. Now, that experience left both of us very shaken. And in the days and weeks that followed, we processed it together and with friends and family. And we learned some things on the river that day. And there's three things that I want to share with you. The first is that God is faithful and he is trustworthy. In this world, we often experience a lot of chaos and a lot of unpredictability, but we have a God who is always with us and always faithful. Maybe you're facing something right now that seems out of your control and feels unpredictable. We can expect to feel that way, but we don't have to feel alone. I know for me, it's been really helpful to look back in my life and see all the ways that God has been faithful, how he's answered prayers and he's shown up. I'll never forget his faithfulness to us that day on the river. Now, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. The message says it this way. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. Now, years ago, my friend Addie and I were shopping, and she bought this, this plaque that says, Faith is not knowing what the future holds, but knowing who holds the future. She brought it home, she put it in her kitchen, and it stayed there for 10 years. And then this past year, she received a cancer diagnosis, and I got to see her live out this faith statement. Now, don't get me wrong. She went through a lot. There was countless doctor's appointments, waiting and waiting for test results, and then surgery, um, radiation, and chemo. And I saw her cry. I saw her, you know, be really tired, even get frustrated at times but I never saw her faith waver. Her faith in God's ability to save her without knowing the outcome is what saw her through. And that will always be part of her life's legacy. Second, you can't save yourself and you can't be saved by anyone else. Only God can save you. That's the way he intended it. Now our culture will tell us otherwise when it tells us things like, you can do anything you put your mind to or if you want it, manifest it. And we can get this idea that if we try hard enough or if we're strong enough, capable enough, that we can do things, we can overcome things on our own. But that's not how God intended the relationship with him to work. So it's true that God might even allow us to get to the end of ourselves, to times where we have to trust in, in him. You know, when I was sitting on that log, and, and couldn't think of the words to say. In hindsight, it's actually pretty arrogant of me to think that God needs me to come with a plan, that he needs me to have it all figured out before I come to him. Because what he really needs is for me to come with dependence on him. In Luke 9, Jesus is preparing his disciples for what is to come, that he will be crucified and raised to life. And he goes on to help them understand what they can expect. And he starts with this in verse 23. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. And finally, my last point 
is that you are here for a purpose. You are here because that's how God intends it to be. You have breath in your lungs. You, you have life today. Proverbs 19:21 says, we humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails. The experience that I had on the river that day made me realize that God isn't finished with me yet, that he saved me for a purpose. He has a purpose for me. And as a result of that, I want to be open to where he leads me. That's actually a big part of why I said yes to speaking today. Now, as I close, um, I often do this with clients when I close a session. I invite them to reflect back on what we've talked about and think of things that stood out or things that maybe they're still processing and will be thinking as they leave my office. So I invite you to do the same as I summarize. God is faithful and he is trustworthy. You can't save yourself, only God can save you. Let him be in the driver's seat. And you are here for a purpose. You are here for a purpose today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day and for the breath in our lungs. Thank you that you have a plan for each of us. As we leave this place, help us to know your faithfulness and to trust in you. Amen.